Today is Wednesday, October 28th. The title for our devotional is Salt and Light. We've been talking the last few days about how God calls us to be different and doesn't just call us to make a difference. We see this in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, 13 through 16 says this, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. The first thing we should notice is that Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It's not his followers' actions that produce salt and light in the world. It is they themselves. It is the people they have become who are the salt and light of the earth. And it is out of them that their good works flow and people see them and give glory to God. He does not tell them to be salty or that the things they do will be like salt and light. Being both salt and light is an essential part of the Christian life because as we saw yesterday and Monday, God is more concerned with who we are in Christ than what we do for Christ. Let's dive into this text a little bit further. What do the metaphors of salt and light really mean? Salt had a variety of uses in the ancient world. Cleaning and purifying, seasoning, preservation, destruction of crop fields even. In the Old Testament, it could be put on sacrifices to demonstrate the eternality of the covenant. Deciding which use is in view here is quite difficult with little contextual clues. The most likely options are, one, the general usefulness of salt to the world, two, preservation, or three, cleaning and purifying. All of these make sense to what Jesus is saying and can apply to our series. First, Christians should be especially fulfilling the creation mandate, building culture and being useful to the world. Second, followers of Jesus should be preserving the cursed creation from constant decay and deterioration, fighting back evil in communities that hasten destruction of relationships and creation, etc. Followers of Jesus should also be purifying our communities and cultures as we share the good news of Jesus and seek to bring justice to our communities. Because all of these applications work in the context, I think this is best thought of in the general sense that Christians are to be widely useful to the culture by preserving and cleansing, etc. Light typically has a holiness meaning attached to it. Israel's role in the world was to be a light to Gentiles, a community that represented and reflected God's holiness. Light always dispels darkness and reveals that which was once in the dark. Biblical authors often use light and darkness in contrast between good and evil. So this is a twofold declaration of the Christian life. Followers of Jesus are to be useful, productive, positive presences in their communities. They are to also dispel darkness, uh, reveal and remove evil, 
from wherever they find it and represent the holiness of God to the culture around them. How do they do this? Again, by being people who demonstrate the characteristics of a life blessed by God and properly understanding who is blessed by God. This we'll talk about tomorrow. They're also people who live in this new life that Jesus called us to. This is just who they are. They can't help themselves. It pours out of them as a result of their inner life being made new by Jesus. For additional content today, I've included a portion of a conversation that I had with Jim Alexander. Jim works in sales with a large company, and here's what he had to say about how his faith influences his work. Enjoy. How does your faith come into play with your work? There's a lot of different like angles you can sure, take this. Sure. So pick one. I might ask you about another one, but yeah, that's let's fine. Go. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. So, you know, I I think that it, for me, it's been an evolution, right? I, I think for a while, I, I kind of grew up in a segmented view, if you will, like sun, church was Sunday and work was the rest of the week. That definitely permeated my, you know, worldview. It permeated how I looked at my job. My goal was to go to college, to get a job, to make money, um, and that kind of thing. And I didn't necessarily see it as connected to my faith that much. Um, but that, you know, that that changed over the years. And, you know, actually, as some people may know, I, I actually stepped out of the corporate world and went to work on a church staff uh, for about seven years. And, you know, I remember feeling like, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to go all in. Like I, I, I've really liked volunteering when I can, but it's super hard because I'm always working. I don't have the time. And, and I got to a place financially where I could, I could do that. And I will say after the seven years of that, this idea that a lot of people have that, oh, I'll really be serving God if I like go work in the church or I go become a missionary or whatever, it's very flawed. Like it just didn't work. I, I, I that wasn't the only reason I went, but I can just tell you from practical experience, like it, mm-hmm. God, I, I, I don't like to say God doesn't care, but God is not that concerned in, in my experience with what I'm actually doing. He's after my heart. He's after what I'm, what I'm about and how I'm representing him. So I share that journey to say that I, I try to view my faith in the world places like it's, it shapes my worldview. Mm-hmm. It shapes how I make decisions, how I um, interact with the people around me, how I treat my customers, especially in sales. You know, sales has a reputation for being, you know, hey, just squeeze every dollar you can and, mm-hmm. you know, lose, lose negotiating. And I'm like, I, I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that, you know, I'm, I'm accountable mm-hmm. for that. So um, I, I try to live out a, a saying that I told my boys when they were younger, which is, you know, I went, Dad, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm going to do the right thing or whatever it was. And I would say, well, I, I can't hear your words because your actions are screaming too loudly. Mm-hmm. And so I try not to say things about my faith and walk around and talk about my faith a lot. Not that I hide it, but I just try to act it out. Mm-hmm. Because I think people hear that yeah. much more than they hear me talking about church or talking about they should be going to church or the things they should be doing. So, 
In closing today, are you salt and light in all the various spheres of your life? Are you, just by nature of who you are, revealing the truth of God? Are you someone who has been so transformed by the work of God in your life that it's not just your actions that bring salt and light, but you yourself bringing salt and light into your every environment? 